on the East Coast. Do you it's think it's uh? Do you think the main is too hot? I mean, uh, who does that? High? Camera wise, but I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Um, you have a phone charger I can plug into real quick. Yeah, nice. we have one over here. Also, yeah, just make sure you speak into the microphone. You already you know. You just gotta not have your phone on you though. Is that fine? Yeah, it's fine. All right. Well, we kidnapped you anyway. Bro, you yeah. want to know something here, fucking crazy? What? You're. Oh, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. Okay. We're rolling already. Oh yeah, we've oh, been rolling. Hey, check us out. Whatever. Yeah. The only guest who's on the original incarnation of the podcast and the new incarnation. No, Ludwig's been on as well. Well, Ludwig doesn't. He sucks. <laughs> and Austin has been on as well. Quite. So, both those people trash. They do suck. You're like the only non like Stream. Twitch streamer yeah. Yeah. in our immediate friend group person that's been on both. That's so I'm true. glad to bring some diversity, man. Yeah. So I'm like a real veteran to the fear and molding. Yeah, you have yeah. like you, we're we're gonna issue yeah. you a, a challenge coin. I mean, I, I guess wait. that's like that's what the Chapo boys say. So I, I don't want to yank it from them too hard. So you had a podcast come out. Last night at 11. Not a podcast. PM. They're fucking. You had an <laughs> HBO. I just woke up. Okay, I dropped my new I podcast. Yeah, I dropped my podcast. Okay. You're so done. Andrew Callahan of Channel 5 is here in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of the most prestigious guests of all time. Good friend of mine. Known him for many years. Yep. Brilliant. Avid shoe collector. Brilliant oh, interviewer. Uh, just, uh, you know, Hunter S. Thompson keeping his legacy alive. You know yes. what it is. We have a lot to talk about because Andrew just dropped his A24. Yes. Absolutely Productions. HB, absolutely, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, HBO documentary last night. Yeah. And I watched feeling. it this morning, and oh, boy. You liked it? I loved it. It was, okay. of course I liked it. What do you mean? Yeah, we I, I liked you your, I liked it when you were, you know, dicking around and, and going to like uh, you know, book reveals and stuff, like yeah. uh, book releases and stuff. So like this was a... Uh, I wouldn't say higher budget, I guess, production. Yeah. It was like literally the same, but it but it was great. It was it was just yeah. a longer video. Well, I'm glad you liked it. You guys are the first people I'm speaking to IRL after the movie drop, so it's kind of cool. Oh, that's crazy. I've just, crazy. I've just been at my house pretty much alone since it came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, you have nerves about it? Not really, but like I'm definitely eager to see the reviews, like what the top critics have to say about it, because I've never. Like, okay, well, that's why you're shit. here. I mean, so, yeah. you're a twenty four. You're good, bro. A twenty four gets <laughs> gets a lot. Like, I mean, yeah. they release a lot yeah. of weird shit, and, and a lot, like critics are always like, mm, "That a twenty four is very mm, delicious, yeah. very artistic." Yeah. So, uh, what happened to the documentary? Is Will uh, thought it was releasing tomorrow, so he hasn't seen it. No, nah, I was I was close. Uh, People said it released at midnight, which is technically today. Yeah, on the East Coast around midnight. Yeah, West Coast we got it. Last so night. I'm not that off. Yeah, you're no, you're good, man. It's fine. You're good. Um, so what the documentary is about is yeah. Andrew's experiences uh, yeah. with the crew running around uh, leading up to January 60th. The insurrection. insurrection. Yeah, I would call it more of a riot. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom riot. rally. Yeah. Yeah, the freedom riot. People riding. Freedom ride is pretty good. Yeah. They saved our country. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, literally, that's, they you did. know, yeah. that's why Donald Trump's still president. <laughs> Everything's and, good. You know, he's controlling Joe Brandon, which would <laughs> technically make it so that, like, it's Donald Trump's fault that we have such high inflation. Right. But we'll work that out. He can't control everything from the shadows. You know what's crazy is on January 5th, Stuart Rhodes, who's the, you know, leader of the Oath Keepers, yeah. currently being charged, he called me and was like, Andrew, man, you got to come to the, the Capitol. Why? He's like, it's going to go the fuck down tomorrow. I just hope they start shooting so we can shoot back. 
I love Jeez. that. Um, that's like material evidence, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't record the call. But, you just yeah. you just released material evidence, but he's already charged. So he's it's already too charged. Late. But I remember being yeah. like, what the fuck's going to happen tomorrow? But yeah. I, they don't really bring the straps to the Capitol. And, and Stewart famously is not very good at handling guns. I mean, yeah. he shot himself in the eye. That's why he has an eye patch? That's why. Oh, you didn't know this? You got to be careful about eye patch t- oh. talk, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, brother. Another another big boy with eye patch. Stuart Rhodes used to, I believe, be a uh, like a gun safety trainer, and he shot himself yeah. <laughs> in the eye. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. He's a, he's a Nevada man, sure. I believe. He's a you got to make sure the barrel's clear, dude. He lives in North Northern Nevada. Let's think about oh. that. That's actually a really good question that I uh, that brings up a really good question. I want to ask you: What do you think is the most Andrew Callahan Channel Five state in America? I feel like I've asked you this already, but it's got to be Florida. I think Florida for like the early all gas no breaks content when we were into like juggalos and crazy parties and spring break shit. But I think now, dude, it's becoming like Arizona and California. Yeah. You know, especially dude, Arizona. I have my eyes on Arizona for the upcoming election <laughs> cycle, dude, for sure. I, yeah. I have a theory. I think the warmer it gets due to climate change, which is a Chinese conspiracy and a hoax. Yeah. Um, the warmer it gets in Arizona, the more people's brains are melting out. Yeah, there. yeah. Dude, the whole frontier is like lizard people brain rot. Yeah. Isn't there like a direct crime statistic with average temperature? I think there is. Billy Rave Brains, can you look that up? I think there is a direct crime statistic. Looking up so like much. He, he still the hasn't weather, figured the out the Stuart Rhodes thing. He's yeah. like, <laughs> what, what was it? Was I wrong or was I right? Yeah, he shot himself. Oh, that's so oh, yeah. sad, dude. Yeah. Damn. It's so funny. Fuck, dude. It's so funny. He's just like. I mean, a gun safety instructor shooting yeah. himself in the eye and becoming like a gun-toting libertarian. I love that. It's like, that's America. I love that. Yeah. For me, the Oath Keepers were the one element that was missing from the documentary. Yeah. You know, so if I were to write about it, like not in video form, I would talk Is about, that right? about my... Like, I was pretty... Ex- I, was, I was communicating pretty extensively with Stuart and different Oath Keepers folks. And those guys were almost more involved than the Proud Boys, yeah. I feel like. But they all fell off the map after the 6th. Like, I called uh, Stuart Rhodes on January 7th. No answer. Like, that was it. Well, obviously. Uh, you and I had uh, this conversation a little bit with Ethan when you came on our other podcast. And um, that's actually something that I think is, 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 like, giving me a little bit of hope, I guess, is that the reality that, like, once these things happen, like Charlottesville, I think was delivered a, a blow to the ultra far right, openly fascist, like Nazi movement in this country, because you saw Nazis in the streets and you were like, oh, that sucks. Like, I don't like that. No, nah, that's not for me. Yeah. That's what even racist Americans are like. Nah, that's too much. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. That's Dude, weird. Your gross. sales have never recovered. Yeah, never. Ever. Yeah, they kind of took over the polo too. Like the polo tees, like yeah, yeah. the fuck. It's crazy how one incident like that can decimate an industry. Like after the Kobe crash, like yeah. helicopter tourism is down like five hundred percent. Nobody wants to get a fucking helicopter. I mean, that's good though. I I <laughs> think that that's a good thing. I yeah. me and uh our our mutual friend Brace from yeah. Truanon have that same principle. Is like never get in a helicopter. That's what Brace said. Oh, Brace is uh, yeah. number one helicopter he avoider. He makes great decisions, so. He's, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, he does, famously. No, but I know what you're talking about, like, after the Capitol, you're saying, like, it would never happen again. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I explored in, like, the latter half of the film is, like, you know, a lot of people thought that January 6th was going to be, like, the first in a series of similar actions. Like, there'd be a bunch of different riots, and it would happen in every state capital. And in January 20th, they would, it would happen again and even more powerful. But I think they flew so close to the sun, they just burned themselves, and that was it. 
Yeah. Well, as Brace also points out, which by the way, you know, you asked him to be on the documentary, but you didn't ask me to be on the documentary. It's fine. Like, <laughs> so next I guess, day, I, next guess time. I guess we're picking favorites. Like. You also beat me in the streamies this year, so maybe that's. Oh why. yeah, that's true. I did. I mean, that's so yeah. irrelevant that I didn't even think about that at all. But anyway, um, <laughs> he said as he polished his streamy. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I, that's like left my mind already. Um, you're gonna win it next year anyway. It doesn't matter. But. As Brace also correctly pointed out in the documentary, without revealing too much, because it's fucking awesome, and I highly recommend you guys watch it, but if you're here, you probably already have. Um, Nothing happened because they had no purpose. Like, they just... There is no, like, organized militant fascist movement outside of, like, the Atomwaffen guys, which yeah. usually operate within police and military, yeah. like, that, that want to hit certain, um, you know key parts of our like logistics or, or key parts of our infrastructure and yeah. like have a ideological goal behind it. It was just yeah. like entitled people, which you stressed and pointed out perfectly, by the way, by showing the dichotomy between like, you know, black people protesting police brutality versus like QAnon freaks with disposable income. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a great comparison. Yeah. No, you yeah. just like right down the fucking street. You have yeah. this family and this is actually a YouTube video. We can show parts of it. Yeah. Um, uh, HBO allowed us to, to show this, the QAnon family video. We'll show it really quickly. You can also show the scene from the, uh, the projects in Atlanta if you want. Yeah. It's on HBO's channel. So here, yeah. Show that real quick. Cause I want Will to watch this. I want Will to see this. So, oh, I, I, I think I have watched this, but let's run it anyway. Yeah, yeah, let's run it real quick. I remember the Beyblades. You've seen a little bit of this. And does horrible things to them. Just like Hillary Clinton and Obama who made the virus. The virus is man-made. I felt so bad for this kid. Exist. Yeah. Kids need to be put well, back in prodigy. school. It's actually pretty bright and intelligent. Yeah, no, both both of them. The yeah. the the little girl too. Wait, all right. Skip to the part where he just shows a QAnon drop, basically, which is, I believe, coming up. Like, if you see an Anderson Cooper, right, right around oh. there. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, you can pause it right. One forty-seven. Like I said, what you have to do is you have to search on the normal media for someone who knows how to get into the dark stream media. And another. Oh, maybe this is not it. Uh, oh wait, yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up right now. Telling all the truth. At this point, I had never actually gone on a cue board. So for the first time, I, I love had Jaden's dad, Brandon, Direct, to take director's chair. Who's director's chair? Real, Real director. Hub, yeah. Which is the main cue board. <laughs> With your goofy ass fit, too. <laughs> now, I have to understand that he speaks in, in cryptic code. There's actually a cue clock that you have to decipher all this stuff from. So hmm. this, this is an actual cue drop. Yeah. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> and you can see all the satanic uh, artwork in the background, which is just, just troubling. I mean, you have a man here getting burned alive while there's some sort of satanic troubling. going around. It's in the troubling. It's troubling. illustration of Bohemian Grove. Spelled. Do you think that's also cryptic? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Th these guys are... Are we going to pause now? <laughs> 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 Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's so perfect because, like... I mean, these guys are, like, hobbyists, right? Yeah. They're hobbyists. Like, they are... Not only is the f cause that they're fighting for not necessarily just because they do want, like, a Christian nationalist uh, fascist administration yeah. to, like, kill all the communists and people but, that they've declared pedophiles. I think that guy in particular represents, like, a fraction of people who just... The, the emotional pull of the Q mythology yeah. just sucked him in. Like, yeah. I, I talked to him a little bit off camera, and I was like, how did you get into this? And it was when he heard about Disney... Being controlled by you know Satan worshiping pedophiles who drink yeah. baby's yeah. blood, which is you know as yeah. one does. I and mean, them being a suburban you know white Georgia family, Disney's kind of the foundation of their 
to your household. So, I, so him hearing that like fucking Pixar and Mickey Mouse was you know being controlled by you know the deep I think state. One of my favorite things about everything you've always made, and we talked about this briefly the last time we sat down with you, is you have an incredible amount of empathy. Yeah, for everyone you speak to, and I think it shows like fact that you can find humanity in in a family that yeah. saying and doing some pretty abhorrent things is for sure really noble and i think yeah. it gives you a different level uh to your to your content um Thanks. what would you say to people that are so kind of mad at groups of people like this like how do you find that empathy in uh, a situation like this i'm trying to increase empathy toward groups of people like that and so i don't mean the people who create Q people, those people are pieces of shit. Yeah. People with the yeah. not nihilistic You're talking about people caught who, in who, the... People who are, fall into informational echo chambers and just get fucking ramped up, and before they know it, they're spewing shit like that on the street with their kid. That's yeah. a sad thing. Those people aren't evil. They're not particularly hateful or racist. They're just in that bubble. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're not particularly... Some of them are, but I do think... I'll take it one step further. I do think that that hatefulness yeah. uh, also still comes from social conditioning. Yeah. They're... they're products of the environment that they grew up in it's yeah. like entirely almost out of our yeah. hands and it's a it's a journey for everyone to yeah. basically go through so they can you know unlearn that shit and and yeah. not be an asshole yeah i think q in particular i mean a lot of those oh, people yeah. aren't super hateful because it preys upon people's emotions because it's all about kids so people yeah. with kids older folks th yeah. th they can't believe what they're reading about also we grew up on the internet we, we were exposed to hundreds of snuff films cartel execution videos the most gnarly gore ever a lot of these older people just got on the internet about 10 years ago they've never read or seen horrible shit so True. even just a picture of a dead baby with like you know Hillary Clinton's face near it they're just like oh my god yeah. they're actually traumatized on a, on like a micro level yeah. by imagery so a lot of i think what QAnon propaganda is is traumatizing old people with like shocking images on, yeah. on Facebook and shit interesting yeah you, and once yeah. you and what once you you know once you believe it you're like well that's it i mean uh they're they're eating babies so yeah. we got to stop that that's the worst thing if you truly believe that that is the worst thing that could possibly happen of yeah. course you're going to do everything you can to stop it but there's also a secondary component there the breadcrumbs they're bakers right that's what QAnon uh supporters call themselves and they're following breadcrumbs right yeah and i think that there is an interactive detective game component associated with it as well that makes it so captivating for a lot of these people who have some level of disposable income in many instances yeah and also a lot of fucking free time i don't know how i don't know yeah. how like one thing i never understand when i'm watching like reality tv or when i'm watching stuff like this i'm always like how the fuck do these dudes make ends meet yeah i, I think the same thing it's, it's like astrology for like trump moms you know just like yeah. connecting the dots but there was this one scene that we had to, we had to leave out just to cut time with uh Brandon, who's the, the father of the Spencer family, where he was using something called a geometry, geometra calculator or something. And he was going to Trump's Twitter, and every word that was capitalized, in all of Trump's tweets, he would take the capital letter of every word that was capitalized in Trump's tweets, put them in a calculator to do some sort of subtractive addition with the letters and, and numerology, yeah. and it would randomize and create sentences like, war begins tomorrow. Uh, yeah. And he would be like, you see, this is what he meant to say. It's like so, Kofefe obviously like his famous typo. Yeah. To yeah. them, that they have that's a, a heated debate point. It's a big point of contention. <laughs> that's, like, what did he mean? That's schizophrenia, and yes. I and I mean it. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying like lol, that guy's schizo. Like that is one of the symptoms of schizophrenia. Is like yeah. these numerical associations. It's uh, it's also something that's like super old school. Yeah. Like. 
back in the day, you know, people used to do this with like Bible verses and shit, and they still do it with Bible verses yeah. and shit. But now they also do it with like you know, looking at uh, shapes and colors on the Chipotle There's bag. Something <laughs> so funny about people believing that like. Trump is like a wind talker and he yeah. like go has the effort to go through yeah, like yeah. It's, it's all that scramble his sense. tweets all right. he, he everybody's think, gonna think I'm saying coffee but what I'm really saying I'm giving coordinates to my bunker <laughs> it is wild to consider yeah. that he cares about anything like even for a brief moment anything outside of himself like yeah. that that's yeah. insane but going back to what you said will about the empathy question is you know why do I to have so much empathy for people yeah. like this is because this is a serious problem and the first thing we need to figure out is why this is happening how and how this is happening on like a a, a programming level because i would say at that time i don't know about now but there were like tens of millions of americans who were completely engulfed in the q storm and everything yeah. like that for like six months dude. covid dude Oh, I mean, that's But what that's happens still specifically, raging. instead of slam dunking on these people and trying to make them feel small by catching them in a contradiction, we actually have to figure out how the fuck are these I, people thinking I, this? I think people are still fully embroiled in these things. Yeah. I just think there isn't the the crushing pressure of an election and, and COVID yeah. that, that basically like, like, a, like a cyst brought all yeah. this to yeah. the surface. But it, what was cool yeah, about the... Absolutely. Uh, about, I'm going to spoil the documentary a little bit. Whenever we, we catch up with the Q family after January 6th, yeah. actually after December, uh, January 20th, which was the inauguration of Joe Biden. And at that point, it was like the storm or whatever, the, the mass arrest event wherein Trump mobilizes the military yeah. to arrest the members of the yeah. state. When that didn't happen, Jaden, the youngest kid in the Spencer family, I caught up with him and he was like, yeah, Q was bullshit. Yeah. Wow. It completely devastated my family, consumed my, all of my dad's time. and The Beyblade kid? Yeah. Yeah, he was Damn, he he he, he, he went clear because he's like, there's no fucking storm. But also, again, he's a kid, so he has like a robust imagination. He has a lot to look forward to in his life. His yeah. like, if you want to examine his technically quote unquote material conditions in comparison to his father's, and like where, uh, like what kind of life experiences that led his dad to like becoming a QAnon guy. Yeah, even the dad was saying some skeptical things. By the end, yeah. By the end of it, but, but he still believed. It's kind of like when that's I went what to, I mean. When I went to the Q conference, I was like, "What was the point?" He was like, "The storm was the friends we made along the way." <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, they're literally no. Like, that is a storm, huge component. The storm is like us kicking it right now, man. Dude, that's like, literally. Bro, I need to get. A, I need to get a shirt that says that the bro, storm was the friends. No, we that's made a, that's a gigantic component of this. Is the social isolation that people feel mm -hmm. that we no longer have that is a product of uh, our our living quarters, our living space a product of social media yeah. but the way that like even uh civil engineering like even city design the way that it's designed uh in the united states of america has contributed to this problem in dramatic ways do you mean like the dallas fort worth metroplex like endless expanses of bland suburbs yes yeah. Yeah. that is one million percent a gigantic problem yeah. because we do not have any like urbanization and when you don't have that when you don't have like small towns basically that yeah. like where you have shops and you have like apartments. you're such a city planning slut no but it. but it's true it's when like we a, were in amsterdam and he saw people biking he was like oh like, this yeah is dude oh yeah but, but that but that changes your outlook and that changes yeah. your political philosophy even in dramatic ways like it's a yeah it's a, it's a byproduct but um to, yeah to me it all connects to like white flight and like what i call like the uh like cultural drain 
particularly yeah. of white Americans that happened, you know, whenever after in the sixties and seventies after the second great migration, when like ton, millions of white Americans to flee living alongside black people yeah. and busing, especially in Boston, New York, Philly, in massive numbers went out to the bland country and started building these sort of shitty suburban homes. Yeah. And, and they were basically sapped of all the culture that they had inherited from, from their forefathers who had came from Europe, who no yes. doubt had some cultural swag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, you can just see like, all the European white ethnic groups just became white in like 10 fucking years. Yeah. yeah. Because of suburbanization. So they're living in this culturalist, bland, bizarre consumer society. We yeah. got NASCAR. Yeah. Which is precisely yeah. why the only cultural signifiers that we have now are, are products that we consume. People on the left do it. Yeah. Liberals especially do it like with, don't watch that movie. That movie's bad. That movie yeah. has a bad character in it. Don't watch it. We're going to change that. We're going to make sure that that movie doesn't have a bad character in it. And you're like, who gives a fuck? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then on the right, you have it with like, you know, uh, pretty much everything they consume all the way to guns. Like they make that a, a significant part of their identity. Like yeah. that's crazy. A gun is just a weapon, right? Yeah. It's a toy. It's a fun toy to play with. It's a very dangerous toy to play with. Yeah. Okay. But uh, because of marketing and because of like a lack of uh, any sort of like cultural foundation that you can build on top of and uh, because of all the social isolation that you feel, all the alienation that you feel from your labor, you end up fucking being like the gun guy. That's yeah. your thing. You're yeah. the gun guy now. You, you kind of are what you buy. Yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon, Channel yeah. 5, five bucks a month. Exactly. True. <laughs> True. No, I feel you though. It's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. Like p people don't have shit, but the, the presence of a firearm is like the backbone of their identity. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever want to have a gun, bro. I mean, I love guns. I love shooting guns. I would shoot myself. What? This is not I even mean, yeah. on a basic safety level. I'm not anti-gun. I'm just saying I would shoot myself. I don't yeah, know. I feel like an eye patch would take your shit to a whole new level. I, though, it dude. would. But by the way, what you just described <laughs> is like also one of the main reasons why like in red states where there's less gun laws, yeah. men have a dramatically higher suicide rate because yeah. they oftentimes use a gun to kill themselves. Yeah, and alcohol rates, alcoholism yeah. rates too. It all connects. Like being most people yeah. who commit suicide are drunk. Yeah. I mean, it... it it does make sense. Um, no, no safety nets, no adequate mental health care, uh, and and just rumble parlor and eight chan. Yeah, that's your only fucking friends. You're on. I'll say the n word. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> your friends are racist online bullies. It sucks, man. That's the worst kind of person I can think of. It's interesting to consider kind of the toll of isolation. Yeah, just on the human psyche, like sure. prolonged isolation in these crappy kind of remote places yeah and and what that does to your willingness to believe nonsense or your willingness to find camaraderie in the worst places it all connects to the culture war that they're like pushing on mainstream media too that's why you know every time there's a lull in the country like you see on fox and shit they force this like you know yeah. trans right now the trans fucking shit trans panic is forcing crazy. It. the trans panic right now is like unbelievable yeah i'm gonna start covering more shit related to uh to that stuff drag uh, uh story hour we're actually like talking to them right now yeah to do something so but, yeah. be safe because uh, things are getting increasingly more violent obviously yeah. the q nightclub shooting was a was an example of this but also like it's insane that there was one thing that you talked to with tario that that yeah. also was you know, it was like an aha, that's right moment where he was like, everyone was smiling. You know, the Antifa were smiling. They were having a good time. We mm -hmm. were having a good time. It's like, they're bored. 
They want to have a club together. Yeah. Okay. And they're just like nerds. But instead of playing Dungeons and Dragons, like they're just LARPing as like fascists. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is off camera, Enrique Tario told me that he doesn't think the election was stolen. Which oh. To, to, to me is the funniest fucking thing. I was like, do you think it was stolen? I just want to know. He's like, nah, probably not. I'm like, <laughs> I'm your but fucking he's a t-shirt salesman. I know. But just the fact that like you don't think that the election was stolen yet you and your like militarized group of homies are storming the Capitol to overturn the election results. Well, yeah, he wasn't there technically. So Yeah, he was getting a foot massage in Maryland. You, you and I Seriously. have had this conversation and I wonder, I mean, now that the documentary is out, maybe you can reveal this. You don't think he was a CI? Like, you don't think he's... No, like, I don't think that Enrique was a, a, a direct informant during the Capitol, right? No, I don't think he was. More, okay. peop- more people would have went down. That's I think interesting. That, You're right, actually. Yeah, not a lot of no. the Proud... Or maybe they're still using them. It's an easy narrative to say, yeah, the leader of the Proud Boys was a fed the whole time, and it's very satisfying on, like, a base level. Yeah. But, nah, dude, he informed on, like, a human trafficking case in Miami, like, six years prior. I don't know yeah. why the news never emphasizes that. I thought it was... Uh, I thought he got caught for for diabetic he got caught in a ring of various crimes one of the yeah. crimes was diabetic test strips that were expired that he was yeah. selling on the street. which is by the way the most florida thing you could do I, I when i first read it i was like expired diabetic test strips yeah. i was like what the fuck does that even mean but he explained it. he made millions of dollars well that's wow. again uh he's from florida right he's from yeah he's from like little havana area he's yeah. a pretty urbanized miami guy so that is the most florida thing other than like obviously cocaine because I mean, True. when you think of like Governor Rick Scott, the dude that looks yeah. like fucking Voldemort, <laughs> yeah. he is responsible for the largest Medicare fraud in this country, in really? the nation, in the in the history of this nation. And then they elected him as the governor of Florida. So, like, that's extremely Florida to do yeah. like medicine scams. Yeah. So he had that's this, where the pill farms had, were too. He had this crime cabal, and within yeah. the crime cabal, there was a, a weed grow house and a human trafficking ring from Cuba. He, he took a plea deal where he snitched on the people involved in the human trafficking and snitched on the weed grow house. So he sent a few people to jail. He himself did about nine months in state prison for the, for the test strip shit. Came out shortly after Charlottesville. Yeah. That's when Gavin stepped down, appointed Enrique as a diversity guy. Yeah, but I mean, he just, he strikes me, especially in your documentary, um, he strikes me more as just a t-shirt peddler and less as like an ideologically grounded fascist who genuinely cares about like upholding western chauvinism or whatever the fuck they talk about in the proud boys and also on top of that like that was the first moment where i was like maybe he's not a fucking fed because like no he just genuinely looks like the type he seems like the type of dude who's just like i don't give a fuck about anything i just want to make money you know what he is though in addition to a proud boy what mlg he's 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 a a professional halo player yeah Dude, I saw the fucking Funko Pops and shit on his RGB desk. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Is this guy a gamer? Big time. Oh, God. War war games, man. It all makes sense, doesn't it? He deserves (laughs) less. Gamers deserve less. Once again, dude. Uh, Yeah. Man, I've had some funny experiences with Enrique. Yeah, he he just, uh, he is a unique dude for sure. Um, Out of all the people that you've met, who's your favorite? It's hard to pick. uh, In the documentary? In the documentary. Fuck, man. I mean, me and Enrique had some good old times. <laughs> not, not Joker Gang. Oh, Joker Gang is pretty sick. Joker, yeah, yeah. Joker Gang is definitely Wait, up there. Pull, can you pull up, pull this dude up? I need Will to see this motherfucker, bro. I swear to God, this dude is insane. He uh, fell, he fell off the map for like, like two and a half years. How would you Google him? Didn't you Joker do a gang? video with? Wait, is this someone? That he he was like an all gas no breaks recurring character. Yeah, yeah. yes, I remember uh, this guy. Is, isn't he a sausage uh, castle guy too? Or what was it? No, no, castle? no. 
he he fought Gum Gang at the Sausage Castle in the opening scene. Oh, okay, of yeah. The movie. And you were the ref there. You were. The I was the ref. That Wait, was crazy. So he, so he shows up in the dock. He, in the opening scene oh, yeah. is a fight between Gum Gang and Joker Gang in Florida, Sausage Castle. Yeah, sure. Play it. Wait, is uh, your this is behind the scenes? So you can you can play this shit. This is like white trash rumble. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, this is extremely oh, Florida. Fuck. Shit. I've never seen this video before. It's extremely Florida That's shit right here. That's me preparing for the first scene yeah. of the movie. Uh, Joker didn't know that he was in the movie, I guess. He fell off the map, and he texted me last night, and he said, am I in the documentary? Like, after it came out. I was like, oh, man. Yes, you are, sir. I mean, he probably he probably loves that shit, though, Oh, right? for sure, like, but it's just funny clout. that he, he didn't even realize that he was going to be in it. This guy, Gum Gang, we actually brought him out in Orlando for our live show. Now, tour. I'm just guessing. Is yeah. he called Gum Gang because he has no teeth? Yeah. Okay. That was good. He... He uh, he makes bongs out of uh, out of fish. He shoots himself in the cock a lot. <laughs> With what? With like a potato, potato blaster. Potato gun, yeah, potato blaster. Oh. I mean, terrible movement I mean, overall. He drank a fifth of Crown Royal before this fight, though, so like... Wow, look at the mobility he's getting with those jorts. Though. Joker gang trained for like six months to get ready for this shit. I mean, you can tell he he at least he didn't drop his hands for the longest. Look at, look at what a terrible ref I am. I'm, I'm not stopping any of this shit. Oh no, the well, audience just wants to. it to go. I, I think that that was a big point of legal contention with HBO. Is I'm not certified as a referee in the state of Florida, so <laughs> they had to like run this shit through legal for a while. I can't believe that this is a behind-the-scenes look yeah, I've never on seen your, your documentary from some like random person. Yeah, there's HBO a lot of people there. looked at a guy who had Joker makeup on and a guy in jorts and went, is this a Yo, this fight? Is it. This wow! Is it. Hey, you did, your right, you did the yeah. right thing there. Yeah. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I was saying is um, the, 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 the point of the opening scene, like the shocking cold open, is basically to troll people who want a serious political movie mm. and also to engage kids who otherwise wouldn't be interested in politics. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like kind of a, it's like a double-edged, it's like a two-headed snake. You wanted to just nip the Netflixy kind of yeah. like, this is Washington, D.C. Yeah, exactly. The date? So like if I'm fifth, like for example, knew? I did an interview on NPR this morning, right? Yeah. So that's crazy. The NPR listeners are going to be like, oh, great. A movie about the January 6th insurrection. I can't wait to see what aired. And they have to watch two Florida influencers fight for like five minutes before just to get a real palate cleanse. Yeah. Whereas I know if I made a documentary strictly about January 6th, you know, and no one below 18 or around there would give a shit about it. Whereas yeah. we want like zoomers to actually like this movie. Well, I think it's I think it's an interesting conundrum because you're talking about something that is like kind of lunacy in and of itself, right? So the way that you approach it is almost more fair to yeah. the actual vantage point yeah. than like this like super stripped down homogenized like Anderson Cooper. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, for sure. I just don't want to ever feel like I'm putting someone down. Yeah. Um Yeah. One one thing I who, who will, are you worried that you would who would you be worried about feeling that you were putting down somebody that's completely brainwashed and vulnerable and talking to me. The world's not going to be a better place if I make them look stupid. It's, it's so easy, right? To slam dunk on someone is the easiest thing well, in the world. Don't you feel that like at a certain point you give them every opportunity just to speak their their truth and Almost. a lot of that onus is on them. Like I, I don't yeah, I, I don't think that you frame any of your interviews in a way where it looks like you're trying to ambush but a lot of people can't handle a mirror yeah especially in some of these like hogged out contexts 
But so when they get pissed at you for featuring you on their platform, being like, "This guy's trying to make us look dumb." I'm like, Alex I'm Jones fucking, is a perfect example. I'm like, of I'm not saying. trying to make you look dumb. I'm yeah. literally putting a video of what you're saying into my movie. Right. Do you feel like sometimes you almost have to go the other way, where you dedicate editing and kind of yes. like favorable takes to make them look better? Uh, yeah, definitely. For wow, sure. and they still failed. Yeah, dude, metric. Try as hard as I can. Bro. I think the most important thing that, and this is something I stress on my broadcasts all the time as well, is to like differentiate between the Steven Crowders, the Ben Shapiro's, the Owen Schroyers, the Alex yeah. Joneses of the world, and the actual people that are brainwashed by them. Some of those people might have like hate ideologies uh you know beforehand but even then they're still uh victims and and products of their own social yeah. conditioning whereas people like steven crowder and ben shapiro see the world for what it is have a decent grasp on it yeah. and yet choose to very clearly uh communicate a a fucked up viewpoint of the yeah. world to ensure that other people are brainwashed and also have talking points so they can like be armed. You know, yeah. the, the regular citizens I think are right, armed with right that. Right now, I'd say Matt Walsh is the most effective cultural Oof. warrior. Yes. You see what he said? He said on Joe Rogan, millions of kids are going through hormone therapy right now. Yeah. He millions? Is, he is this out of his fucking that's mind. Like, like, for you to think there's like, that's such a... <clears throat> he doesn't what? think that though. He's I know. a fucking piece of shit. But saying that is so insane and that people are, will actually believe that there's millions of... Like, Even Joe Rogan pushed back on that, which is crazy because yeah. he's... Like, you know. Oh, dude, it's so crazy. Like... I, I was watching one of his videos the other day and he straight up said some shit. It was just like, liberals want to destroy your family. The left wants to destroy your family. Yeah. I'm just like, that is just like the most direct but powerful, simple messaging for yeah. any viewer. So what's going on with that sort of thing right now is that we're broaching new territory, right? Because the, the thing about uh, trans people or anti-trans rhetoric is that it's not necessarily new it's it's like the oldest trick in the book family values gay people are pedophiles trans people are pedophiles like that's something that mm -hmm. the right and fascists have said for a very long time while also like simultaneously advocating for like uh you know uh yeah. child brides and whatnot right defending <laughs> yeah. warren jeffs or def like which tucker carlson had the, yeah convicted the, the, pedophile the fucking biggest cabal of pedophiles is for sure the church yeah the, <laughs> yeah. the Mormon no church, fucking question the catholic church, church every church Saints, every single yeah. church is just full of fucking pedophiles yeah and so it's just funny these like christian evangelical right-wing people talking about christian family values i'm like they pretty much invented being pedophiles. Yeah. And they <laughs> yeah. and they also are like, you know, advocates still and want to defend like child brides in many in many different bar. ways. It's still happening right now. Yeah. I mean, Matt Walsh yeah. has routinely talked about like, you know, get married at 16. It's like, dude, what the <laughs> that fuck? That sounds horrible, dude. Imagine like, getting married at 16. Yeah, to oh, Matt Walsh of all fucking people. I don't even want to get married until I'm like 35. Yeah. But getting married sounds tight if you're in love. Yeah, well, you know, not when you're fucking a 70-year-old man with a 16-year-old girl, like, which is yeah. what these these clowns yeah, are yeah, advocating for in a lot of instances. No good. So, um, but the thing I was going to say is, like, the, the trans stuff is in a gray area for a lot of people because, like, society is pretty transphobic, uh, you know, because gender norms are pretty rigid in the way that we understand it, even though that's, like, old, antiquated uh, ways of, of thinking about, like, gender expression. It's like very clear cut. Like it's a big part of our identity. Again, yeah. it's actually one of the few things that we don't consume <laughs> that we are conditioned into believing that is like a genuinely large part of our identity. Yeah. So when like the existence of trans people, uh, you know, becomes more normalized, all of a sudden that's like groundbreaking for so many people. They're like, what the yeah. fuck? 
And it's hard for them to, it's a hard pill for them to swallow. Yeah. To use a matrix analogy by, you know, the, the goaded Bukowski sisters uh, yeah. who are trans. Um, and that kind of, that's the reason why I think it's like kind of effective as long as you don't go too far with the anti-trans rhetoric. Like yeah. Joe Rogan, I would say is the most effective transphobic uh you know commentator out there because of like the dog whistles and the reach basically because because he doesn't go so far as to say like you know like you should murder trans people which is matt walsh takes it there i saw that one recently yeah he literally just says it he's like i want cops to go in and kill these people yeah. like at a trans like uh you know or not even trans like a drag yeah. you know story uh, just like a party where trans people are at yeah. I, th I think part of joe rogan's efficacy is that he insinuates that there is a problem there you know what i mean yeah. he doesn't really like identify what it is or he doesn't really inflate the severity of it but he kind of insinuates that it's against the norm or it's against the natural yeah. order and he, and he, and he, I, do, I do think there is a problem with like how sexual content is like being marketed to children like music videos and shit like i think that like I don't know, like maybe it's major record labels or something. They're like marketing. Like if you watch a, like a standard like music video, it's yeah. just ass and like tongues and like titties. And I think like that's cars. always been the case. But though. I feel like it fucked me up like growing up watching that, that shit before I even understand what I, understanding what I saw. So I do think like it's just sad because you take a real issue like that. And Christina then you fucking, Aguilera, dirty. Yeah, tattoo, that was formative. All the things she said. That yeah. was formative. Riding through my head. These are no, that's tattoo. Yeah, tattoo. Tattoo. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's actually something that is like up for debate and concern. And I'm just saying, I jerked off a lot to those music dude, videos. Dude, but you're probably addicted, you're probably addicted to porn. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, all, I don't think so, dude. Like subconsciously, no, you're definitely addicted to porn. I have not. <laughs> I have. I have not like jerked off the porn in months. No, I, I, I listen. <laughs> you just watch it. Listen, I, 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 I just here's <laughs> you notice he didn't say right. didn't watch Here, it. Here's here's what like, I this would is say. dope. Here's what I would say. Yeah. Here's what I would say. And this is a different way of thinking about it. I think part of the problem is not human sexuality, but the onus that we put on human sexuality, right? The problem is not that kids are consuming sex, but that we make them feel like there should be a guilt about it. Well, they're also consuming violence too. Like think about these major record That's labels like yeah. marketing like murder music to fucking eight-year-olds. Yeah. So they're marketing sex and violence to kids because it's very enticing and pornographic. Right, Violence I, is also pornographic. It's not just about sex. It's fucking crazy if you think about like what tw like 21 Savage's music like literally is like on the radio and he's like like pull up to his crib, shoot his mother in front of kids. Like that's fucking shit that's being said and like I don't yeah. know if that's a direct lyric but just like <laughs> that was I mean that was a bar son. And there's like fucking TikTok dances with like nine year olds like that is pretty fucking weird but it's not the agenda of like deep state uh, trans True. shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there is actual fucking weird shit like that. I, I think yeah. that as far as like the content that children are consuming the content that kids are consuming I think social media has made it significantly worse. For sure. Like in the past, you had limited access, and because you had limited access, it was harder to acquire, but it was also uh, like easier to control. Yeah. When we were growing up, I'm 31 years old, right? When we were growing up, especially in Turkey, like I wanted to jerk off. I was a kid. I was like, yeah. I'm horny. You know what I mean? And it was so fucking hard to find porn, which I I guess like restricted that. In a, and, and maybe made it a little bit healthier because it was like yeah. harder to access. I have no fucking idea what it's like now to be like a, it, it, me at 13, yeah. if I had a phone in my hand at all times and I could just like, you know, open up porn and just jerk off the porn like that, 
I probably would only masturbate. I would not do it. I would not have done anything <laughs> Just else. Just skip school and beat off. Yeah, like I would have been porn yeah. drunk or whatever they call it. Porn I mean, sick. I started watching porn when I was seven years old. That's crazy. Oh, oh yeah, you're younger than us too. How old seven? are you? Seven? Yeah, I'm 25. Bro, where yeah. were you getting porn at seven? Bro, just like it, you, you walk into like you, you, you're online. You Google titty. You go like you're like butt. Yeah, and that's like, true. Like you're ass. you're a little bit younger than us. Like I when that's when crazy. I was seven, we didn't have fucking like yeah. smartphones. Yeah, I, I didn't even know what I was seeing, bro. But it was like yeah, I just right. I was just watching it. And I was just like, this is sick. Bro, we I remember dialogue. my parents were like, what the fuck are you watching? And that's I'm like, crazy. Titties, and they're just that's, like, stop watching that. That's and I realized that probably affected me in time. You know what I mean? So imagine yeah. imagine Maybe. kids. You know what's really interesting too is there's like this weird curve of like nineteen hundred. Kids were growing up by 12, right? They're yeah. going to the fucking factory. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then there's this then period of time <laughs> where like there was like this incubation where it's like you get to make your way through high school and maybe part of college while still being innocent. And yeah. now we're crashing back down to the internet era where it's like you're yeah. grown up by 12 again because but you're you're, you're grown up by 12 crazy because of everything you've seen, shit. but you're still incredibly babied in the sense that like you're not fucking going to the to the mines, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah. also I don't think that that's a good thing. I'm not advocating for no, child no, no, labor. No, no, no. Let's read the saying. Send them back. You're saying that men now are weak. Get them back yeah. in the men textiles. We need to get back <laughs> the to children the children going to the mines. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> men now, have it easy now. I'm dude. reading between the lines a little bit. Okay, let's fucking go. You've I, I'm picking up that you feel like you might have a porn addiction. No, I don't have a porn addiction. But I'm saying I realized that I was hypnotized by imagery when I was young. What do you what do you think's going on in your psyche? Nothing now. I'm just saying, like you know, before you even kissed a girl, like you've already seen like you know hours and hours of the hardcore pornography. It's pretty weird. Damn. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, have I don't think I had seen hours of pornography before yeah. I kissed a girl. Yeah. I fucking wish I did, but you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. no. I, I'm, I'm not anti-porn. I'm I anti saw hours and hours of pornography before I had sex. Yeah, I mean, that, oh, that, that, that's that's yeah, the case definitely. for everyone. That definitely, definitely. colored that's the way I lost my virginity. Yeah, exactly. Me too. I went in sure. there like Rod Daly. I went in yeah. there like yeah, yeah. It basically, Peter North. It was making you bad at sex for the first few years of your life. I don't. I don't know if that's the case. I feel like I no. I feel I like I, yeah. I studied the blade, yeah. my friend. Yeah, like, I definitely treated like professional because wrestling. like for me, <laughs> exactly. yeah, no, literally same. For saying. me, yeah. I was like, these are the moves I need to hit. Yeah. I don't know if I'll Climb ever have sex buckle. again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like in my mind, this is my only in, chance. Yeah, in my mind, I was like, oh my god, this person wants to have sex with me. I don't know when the next time will happen. I need to yeah. hit every move. I got to do doggy style. I got to be missionary. <laughs> like. And I was like holding on for dear life. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, no, it was sure. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's chill. <laughs> Point being, going back to what we were first talking about, it sucks how people move the goalpost on shit all the time. For example, Epstein Island, real fucking thing. Yeah, baby eating pedophiles in Hollywood, not real. So the problem is, well, you, we don't know. <laughs> no. I'm saying people move the pedophiles. So you take an issue that actually could be talked about normally, then you have these cultural warriors who profit off of fucking moving the goalpost, yeah. turning into some insane bullshit so they can sell panic ads. Yeah. And then there you go. The liberal version of that is more organized and more institutionalized, I will admit. Like, uh, time's up. The extension of Me Too that was basically created by people who very literally worked with like Andrew Cuomo in like def and and d engaged in cover-ups of like actual yeah. sex criminals yeah, for, yeah. that varied from like sexual harassment all the way to like sexual assault. Yeah. So it was wild to see that, and I was like, "What the fuck? These, these are like these are the people." Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And they are engaging in the things that they're like supposedly calling out. 
Whereas on the right wing side, they do get a lot of funding, okay? Just like the liberal side gets a lot of funding. I'm not talking about any leftist causes or anything, any like true progressive causes. But on the right wing side, then you have the t-shirt salesmen who right. are like, you know, making a living off of like extending this to everything. Um, and, and now I feel as though this mania has taken hold of like our media cycle so if you go to independent news yeah. right if you ever go to independent news they will serve you anything you want to see mm -hmm. that corresponds to your personal biases yeah and and you will get fake news in even less meaningful ways right one thing i want to talk about have you have you kept up with the megan the stallion shooting tory lanes uh, he got oh, convicted Jesus right so Christ. tory lanes is is going to jail he yeah, got yeah. convicted of shooting megan the stallion it was an incredible situation that like most normal people if you look at the story without like actually yeah. thinking about who the people are or who the victims are or anything a person shoots another person the person survives says this person shot me yeah there is a third person involved as well who also says that person shot the other person i'm using person on purpose because yeah like megan the stallion being a woman a black woman i think played a really important role in like undermining her fucking eyewitness testimony as someone who got shot yeah and the manosphere pick that up in the and all of these like uh you know rap blogs and like t yeah. blogs basically pick that up and were so overwhelmingly in favor of Tory Lanez yeah. that a open and shut court case, right, uh, uh, consumed by millions of Americans, mm -hmm. especially because mainstream media didn't really pick it up that much, yeah. was was basically guided uh, by these these you know blogosphere manosphere people, and and it duped millions of Americans into thinking that Tory Lanez was actually innocent of shooting Megan Thee Stallion when Tory Lanez didn't think that, right? Yeah. And now, or even beyond that, that he might still be guilty and that he shouldn't be found guilty. Yeah, well, there was, there was that too. Yeah, like even yeah. if he's guilty, like beyond a reasonable doubt, like it's not beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm like, motherfucker, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, e even I was shocked when I saw the guilty verdict because I also consume a lot of rap blog shit. Yeah. And so I thought it was like sort of up in the air and it was yeah. like, oh no, a celebrity shot a, shot a female celebrity in the fucking foot. That's yeah. insane. Didn't he even say dance, bitch? And yeah, shot like, what yeah. the fuck? And uh, that's like some psychotic shit. Yeah. I, I just can't believe that's probably the first like <laughs> that's celebrity some, that's on celebrity shooting I've ever. Has there ever been a celebrity on celebrity shooting? Uh, uh, well, technically, YSL against a, a like no, 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 I'm talking a about two active superstars engaged in fucking. I mean, they gun would, play with each other. Back when duels were a thing, there were a lot of presidents <laughs> that shot. What's each that one other. guy who died in a duel? Andrew or something? Uh, isn't it Alexander Hamilton? But Come I'm saying on, it, you're the political. No, guy. I don't trash. It, it all goes back to like projection, and yeah, uh, I want to talk about the most. To me, the craziest scene in the movie is the oh, you have to spoil some more, fucking. dude. This is like the best part of the movie. This was you know what? Hold it, hold your thought. I I don't want to consume that here. We'll do it behind the paywall. Okay, sure, fuck because because I don't want because I don't want everyone to see like the best. I want people to go watch it. But this was the hardest scene I've ever had to film. Okay, he fuck it. Fucking, let's do it here. Yeah, let's get it. Let's do it here. <clears throat> All right. So for months we had been... Uh, and we'll show it behind the paywall at patreon.com yeah. slash for your end. Also, now, Andrew has I, I a just Patreon want to put something well. in perspective. There's probably some people that are meeting you here for the first time listening right I now. I really right? doubt it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my community, I never mind. Know. We'll move forward. <laughs> my man flexed on you. He said, no, "Hey, no. I don't know if you no, know." This, I, I just, I just want to put Hassan's fans or one family. I just want to put in perspective. You have filmed a lot of very difficult shit. 
Yes. So for you to say that this is by far the most difficult. Yeah. It was like my Chris Hansen moment. Come. I had a Chris Hansen moment. Lead into and it. I don't know how he does what he does. All right. So this scene. So for months we had been following this, uh, this guy who lives in a trailer in North Carolina named Dave Todeschini. He's like a New York guy living out of a trailer in North Carolina somewhere. Sure. Near a town called, Sol- called Salisbury. And, um, you know, he's a big QAnon blogger. So he, has this, he had this page called Net for Truth USA where he was posting shit on Rumble, BitChute, Parler, and 8chan. Basically, every day he would post long videos about exposing, you know, cabals of Satan-worshipping pedophiles, like John, saying JFK Jr. is still alive, talking sure. about Eminem and Dave Chappelle, or like splitting babies in half and eating, eating them together. All As one does. Yeah. Normal stuff. So Gotta you know, split the baby before e- you Evan, eat. Evan Gilbert Katz, who's our, our research expert, one of our camera guys, <laughs> he uh, had been following this guy for months. And this guy was getting tens of thousands of views on his platform. Sure. He actually learned that this guy who makes, a vi- who makes videos exposing pedophiles is himself a convicted pedophile. He okay. was convicted in 1999 of molesting like an eight-year-old boy in New Jersey. Jesus Christ. Like tried and convicted, felon, went to jail for like six, seven years. God. Right? So we, at the end of the movie... Spoiler alert. I sat down at a fast food restaurant with him with his uh, paperwork sure. from New Jersey and his mug shots after the Capitol riot. Yeah. And he had a gun on his waist. And like... Oh, you were worried he was going to pull up on you. He had a gun. He's, oh, true. Bear in mind, he's actually, you know, he can't actually have a gun because of his uh, felony status. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm sitting there talking to him. Oh, my God. A convicted pedophile who is now famous for and, a, supposedly hunting pedophiles. Right. So I had a bunch of printouts of different celebrities that I had laminated that I got made at Kinko's that day. So I showed him a picture of Oprah. I said, do you think Oprah's a pedophile? He said, oh, definitely. Hillary Clinton? He said, yeah. She actually You did not pull his picture. And I don't know. I pulled up Joe Biden, and he said, oh, yeah. I call him creepy, sleepy, chomo Uncle Joe. And I asked him, like, what does chomo mean? And he said, chomo is a jailhouse term for child molester. And, of course, I showed a picture of Jonah Hill, who's the executive producer of the movie. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, ped- pedophile. Oh, definitely. absolutely. And uh, <laughs> the final thing that I pulled was a stack of paper with his mugshots and convictions on it. Yeah. And uh, it was fucking terrifying. Because I, Did I, he freeze? I, I was prepping in the RV before that. And I was just like, I might die during this interview. Cause, you know, it would make for really good content for us to consume. If, if I died. Yeah. Yeah, the movie would do a lot better. I mean, it's doing pretty good. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So fucking, he just is, he was like, it's, he, uh, he, it was, I'm spacing out now because it was so fucking crazy. But he was like, under a false conviction. And I was like, what do you mean? This is, you were convicted. He's like, I did, he's, he goes, I did what Michael Flynn did. I knew I couldn't win. I was like, have you heard of projection? He's like, yes, Hillary Clinton projects all the time. And I realized that <clears throat> he just used the mythology of Q and all the conspiracies to assign meaning to his life, which he had broken himself. And uh, it was really fascinating and sad. Because, and I have no sympathy for child molesters, but I'm saying, knowing that I am exposing this guy and millions of people will see yeah. it. Basically yeah. understanding the pathology of this person. And just realizing, like, you know, because I'm not typically an aggressive interviewer. I'm normally, like, very empathetic, listen along. But I felt that for this particular instance, I had to kind of buck up for the first time. Yeah. And just be like, you make videos about pedophiles and you're a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that simple. Here's here's the thing. You you nailed it. Thank you. It, it is. Uh, I mean, it was brilliant. It was a wonderful moment. It's great. Uh, love to see it. You nailed it on two fronts. One one thing that you just mentioned. Nobody has sympathy for pedophiles, right? 
it's like the one thing that everybody, other than like slavery and Nazis, mm. it's the one thing in contemporary society where everyone just goes, that's bad, that's wrong. Everyone understands that. It's like the yeah. worst thing you can do. That's mm -hmm. why chomos, you know, in prison are murdered by yeah. other people, right? Other criminals. Most of whom, by the way, have been molested themselves. Yeah. So basically for that reason, and this is a, this is a Michael Hudson take, um, you know, I, I got to give him credit. A lot of these people are oftentimes the worst people in their communities. Like they're yeah. the most like annoying fucking people or the most like you know, divorced fathers who are like, who, who people don't want to be around or whatever. Yeah. So they kind of like jump to, or even pedophiles themselves. They yeah. jump to like point out the worst in society specifically so that they think that that makes them look better where yeah. they're just like, Oh, well, you know, what, are, are you going to come against me? I'm literally hunting pedophiles. Like, what the yeah. fuck do you mean? Yeah, I always feel that way about the pedo hunter guys. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> yeah, they're so, they're always so fucking strange. Like, yeah. they literally will also illegally basically present themselves as children on the internet, which is, like, yeah, wild yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Sometimes they use, like, actual children's photos to do yeah. that, too. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? The, the thing that really fucked me up uh, about the whole... Dave Todeschini situation is that whenever he got convicted of these crimes, he was a Boy Scout troop leader in Bed oh, in Bedstein, Brooklyn, in the eighties, which was a very it's a very you know, black community. Yeah, and so that that element particularly bothered me. Yeah, you know the fact that there was like a weird like racial element to it. At that point, I was just like, I have to do this. Yeah, um, that's I mean, it's wild that they actually convicted him back then which yeah. is like when you know even back then people were just like kind of yeah, that's when Dahmer they, was yeah they kind of kept yeah. that shit quiet back then they didn't give a fuck i, f I forget what his justification was <laughs> we left it out but he was like well the, his parents set me up because i was trying to tell the kid to stop taking adderall and his parents are involved in big pharma and adderall fucks kids up and ritalin makes kids autistic i'm just like yeah dude yeah come on now yeah no that that is <laughs> oh you know what he said he was like where i got arrested it's a mile from a zoo you know what they sell at the zoo gift shop? Condoms. What kind of zoo gift shop sells condoms? That's deflect. That's like literally. <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to deflect away so hard. Yeah. Jesus but deflection and projection. The, what you just, what you mentioned there, the second thing I wanted to say, projection is like a primary component of how, and deflection especially is a primary component of how modern right-wing movements work now. Yeah. Where like so many of them, for example, are, friendly or even have promoted andrew tate right andrew tate recently uh as top, a top trafficker yeah it, top g was uh top groomer <laughs> was uh using a lover boy method in romania which is a very common method that is used all around europe that's especially. when you convince someone like you love them and yeah. then you just like traffic them you yeah you fly yeah. them out you uh, convince them that you love them and then you manipulate them into doing sex work and then you oftentimes will do like physical coercion, intimidation, or, you know, give a little bit of love, take it back, you know, that sort of thing to like continue this cycle of abuse and, and sexual exploitation for a lot of these victims. Right. It's pretty whack. And yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. That's a hard stance to take. <laughs> yeah. I know. But, um, but all these fucking right wingers, including Tucker Carlson have had this guy who had been arrested prior when the mm -hmm. investigation was still being conducted on his sex trafficking crimes. Like, mm -hmm had him on their shows and defended him yeah and and said that he was like you know this right-wing hero that was being silenced and censored by the matrix mainstream media exactly <laughs> it's funny because he also believes in the deep state trafficking cabal right 
I'm sure. I mean, at least to the point Jesus, that he can manipulate dude. it. Imagine if you're, you're actually trafficking and you're talking about that shit. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. But yeah, I see what you're saying now. When you said projection. Okay, I get what you're saying now. All these yeah. motherfuckers like libs of TikTok, you know, the, the number one like stochastic terrorist. She loves Taylor, dude. Yeah. She loves Taylor, She's like, obsessed with her. It's very <laughs> weird. I think that... I personally think Chaya Rachik, uh, Libs of TikTok, is is uh, an in-the-closet lesbian woman, by the way. I will say it. Now that I've seen her and the way she carries herself, it, like, it makes sense because she constantly fucking talks about how, like, Taylor, I don't want to date you. I'm like, no one is saying that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you sure. just kind of came up with that on your own. It's and like, Taylor's married. Yeah. It's it's very weird that you, like, call her Tay-Tay. Like, yeah. Anyway, but... But she has like promoted fucking uh, Andrew Tate. There's another like prominent. Um, there's another prominent like a uh, uh, sex trafficking survivor and advocate who's like kind of right wing, like also was like hanging out with Andrew Tate. If I'm not mistaken, like there's yeah. so many of these people who are like constantly talking about grooming and and sex trafficking and the deep state cabal who turn a blind eye to the shit that's actually fucking happening because either a they don't care or b they themselves are are you know involved in something that yeah. they've done and they're just projecting it is that why he moved to romania he moved to romania because in his own words um the me too movement first of all <laughs> so he's like, like okay we're going to romania dude you can't get canceled out there yeah basically and also again in his own words like rich people violate the rules all the time yeah but in romania you can do it on a budget Okay, like you can be corrupt on a budget. That, those are his exact words, like, so, so for you, the record. you can live, like, a Dan Blazerian lifestyle in Romania on, like, yes. a standard salary? Yes, and he basically said you can bribe the police to do whatever So it's want. a cheap place to be a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. Which, which by the way, is That's interesting. That's a good slogan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting, though, because, like, he has basically admitted for years all of the things that he's now charged with. Yeah. And then some. And I always was, like, looking at it going, like, why the fuck is this guy saying it? Like, yeah. for months uh, before he got arrested, I, I talked about it. Like I said, this dude is going to be responsible for his own demise because he can't shut the fuck up about all the crimes he's committing. Yeah. Where would you move to be a douchebag? Not do all the horrible things, but just to live a douchebag kind of damn Bolzerian lifestyle. If you sure. guys had to pick any country, where are we going? Ooh. I mean, I feel like I, I like have the capacity to do that here. No, no, no. Assuming that you're only making like a hundred grand, like oh, oh, oh. Yeah. If I'm balling on a budget, yeah, yeah. Um, an island somewhere for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caribbean island, like West or, or like uh, Polynesian. <laughs> there are so many islands. Yeah, Wait, are we talking Micronesia? Or are we talking about the West Indies? Let's keep it. Let's get specific. I don't know. Like, I, I it needs to be island climate though. Like, okay. I and and but also at the same time, like islands are too small to be a playground almost mm, i yeah. would i don't know i i this is a hard question to answer yeah where yeah. would you go death <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he does not want to incriminate himself yeah he, he's already planning on moving somewhere no i don't know where would i where would i want to go to be anonymous no to be a douchebag I feel like Thailand is a good place to. Yeah, that's where, that's, of, that's where a lot. That's where a lot of people shit. go. That's where a lot of Australian douchebags go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, for reals, like yeah. Sid Sydney guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you ever seen that guy Sharky? Who's like the? Who's like? They did a documentary. He's like a pimp out there, and he's like giant. Oh, I, I, he got arrested, right? I don't know, but I just knew many sex years pats. ago. Yeah. Like sex a lot pats. of sex pats go there for sure. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, I guess Thailand is. 
I don't know how far it is in proximity to like Macau, but if it's close enough, then that's kind of chill. Cause like, I want to go all over. Have you been to Macau before? No, but I want to go. Do you like gambling? Um, I enjoy gambling. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to play any of the games, but if I did, I would go to Macau. I don't either. <laughs> okay. I just know how to play uh, blackjack. This is all I play. That's a game. Yeah. It's that's the only one I know yeah. how to play. Okay. Um, and I'm not very good at it. I'm very unlucky, but I still yeah. enjoy it. Like I just, you know, it's whatever, but I just think it's like fun. Uh, it's fun to do. Craps is the best game. Dude, that's one of those where I'm like, I don't know what Craps. the fuck is going okay. on. Would you rather, amazing. would you rather share a studio apartment for two years with either Andrew Tate or Matt Walsh? Oh, Andrew Tate, 100%. Why? He won't stop doing push-ups. But, uh, dude, it's fine. I work out, you know? He if, he, work if he out. wasn't like a, if he, if he wasn't like a convicted, uh, or not convicted yet, but like if he wasn't charged with sex trafficking, I think like Andrew Tate has at least like some qualities as a performer, as an entertainer that like I can understand in a similar vein to Alex Jones. Like if you ask me that question with like Alex Jones versus Matt Walsh, Alex Jones, oh, easy. I would I'd like to live with him. Yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> Andrew Tate has some of those qualities as like yeah. an, a relatively entertaining person. The unfortunate reality is that like the only way that he can express his, uh, the only way that he has like been able to express himself is through not playing the role of a villain really, but like literally becoming the villain and yeah. also being a violent misogynist. So, but Matt Walsh has no redeeming qualities. Okay, Walsh or Crowder, studio apartment, West Hollywood. Oof, that's hard. That's, that's a hard one. Really uh, probably still Steven Crowder. Yeah, you don't want to live with Matt Walsh. Yeah, I just, I okay. can't stand him. <laughs> okay. He is like, there's something about him that like, to the core like because yeah all of these guys that we're talking about they pretty much have the same worldview yeah but like matt walsh also has no redeeming qualities on top of that <clears throat> yeah. like where is even with like steven crowder you could like kind of make fun of him oh walsh or, or charlie kirk that's the one oh that's, that's a tough a one that, that's, is, a that is a toughie tough one, dude still charlie kirk jesus man you, you don't you never, do not want to live with this guy yeah it's like it's like adolf hitler and matt walsh <laughs> like, okay matt walsh you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure Hey, I feel like he'd be a fucking awful roommate, too. Wash, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's just because he has that like annoying, smarmy, self-assured Christian fundamentalist vibe too going yeah. on. Whereas I feel like at least uh, all the other people that we talked about, like they put that on as a front, yeah. and I don't think that that's genuine. Like even Ben Shapiro, yeah. right? I feel like Ben Shapiro behind closed doors. Not mm. that he's a good person or anything. I hope people don't misunderstand me. But behind closed doors, I feel like Ben Shapiro has the capacity to be, like, kind of funny, let loose yeah. a little bit, right? Whereas, like, Matt Walsh, I think, carries himself that way yeah. behind the scenes as well. I cannot see him being, like, a guy you could even have a drink with. Yeah, any adult person who thinks, like, who believes strongly in Christianity, like, uh, I actually think that they're, they're, they might be, like, all fucking morons. I mean, yeah. Dude, I mean, it's like, they, they feel, like, literal interpretations of the Bible as a grown person, that's, like, yeah. some Santa Claus-esque shit. Yeah. Like the the rapture and stuff like that. Like what? Yeah, no. There's really fun stuff what out about there. ancient apocalypse, though. Good oh. evidence for a flood. Well, that's the thing, dude. Is like the Q family. You could see if true, the QAnon shit's like the coolest sci-fi movie of all time. <laughs> you know, like Fair. it's if you're a kid, it's fun, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. why they that's why they do it. Yeah. Um, but on that note, we should move on to the second part of this broadcast, I think, because we have so much more to cover still. Yeah. Go watch looking, the documentary. Go yeah. watch the documentary. HBO Andrew, Max. Andrew, it's been wonderful having you here. Andrew yes. Callahan, Channel 5, and also his new documentary is out on HBO. Go check that out. What else would you like to promote? That's it. That's it? Yeah. That's it. Okay. 
Well, uh, we'll see you next time. Also, no, that's not the only thing you want to promote. Okay. He has a Patreon. If yeah. you like Andrew's yes. work, support him at his Patreon. You, really, or, you don't have to, but it'll be, yes, cool, if you, it'll be yeah. cool if you did. Where can, where can people find your Patreon? Uh, www.patreon.com slash channel five. Five dollars a month, ten if you want to be generous. Uh, tons of uncensored content. Three new episodes up right now. No one's ever seen. Toronto Man, Calgary Stampede, Folsom Street Fair. Uncut. We are going to give a sneak preview of we're going to look at one of your uh all right. Censored content. Uncensored uh, okay. content on it, our Patreon. Is it the Folsom Street Fair video? Whichever one that you want to do, you choose. Oh, we can watch Folsom. But we'll we'll if you want to do it. Yeah, let's do it. You have to go to my Patreon to get it though, which means you have to actually be a patron. Are you a patron? Uh I don't know. We're okay. about to find out. Okay. Well, I think I am, but maybe not. All right. We'll see you next time. Regardless. Unless you're behind the paywall, in which case we'll see you shortly. See you shortly. All right. Bye. You saw about 90 seconds of it, but the actual interview is 11 and a half minutes. So. Uh, if my nose memory can handle that, you can handle it. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about that. You're just like sitting in a Dude, fucking... You guys pee all the time. You know what it smells like. Which also is Brace's famous... Uh, so Brace's nickname, Piss Pig Granddad, comes from this guy. That's Brian, the original San Francisco Piss Pig. Wait, really? That's yeah. why he named himself Piss Pig Granddad? Yeah, and he's not just... They're like, he's in the streets, like outside bars, being like, yo, you have to go, man. Like, I know you had a couple drinks. Like, you want to go in my mouth? He's about that life. Bro, I, how am I supposed to continue? <laughs>